Hello world. Welcome back to my one-person podcast, The Bible Abridged. Today's episode is brought to you by BigBadHangover.com. They sell hangover cures that I swear by. So if you're a drinker, head over there and get your first bottle. Or do whatever you want. Anyways, as promised last week, here's the story of Samson. Judges 13. Well, the story starts, as so many have recently, the Israelites pissed God off in an unspecified way, so he allowed them to get conquered by the Philistines, or more likely they got conquered by the Philistines and decided it was because they pissed God off somehow. There's a man from Zorah, who you might recognize as the Fish People Kingdom from the Legend of Zelda, and his name was Manoah. Manoah's wife, who the book doesn't bother giving a name, so let's call her Mrs. Manoah, wasn't able to get pregnant for an unspecified amount of time. And one night... A strange man showed up to Mrs. Manoah and said, You are barren and childless. Mrs. Manoah was like, I know. Then the angel said, But guess what? I'll give you a son under three conditions. One, you don't drink alcohol while you're pregnant. Two, you don't eat anything unclean like shellfish or ravens while you're pregnant. Three, when you have this son, never cut his hair. So after this, Mrs. Manoah ran up to her husband and told him, Hey, a strange man came up to me and told me I was going to get pregnant. Manoah was like, uh, what? And after, I'm sure, a little bit of a confusing conversation, Manoah asked God to send the strange man back, possibly just to make sure there weren't random guys popping in the tent, claiming they were sent by God and trying to fuck his wife. Luckily, the strange man came back, putting Manoah's mind at ease. Manoah asked the strange man how he should raise this new son of his. And the strange man said, I told her, just don't drink or eat non-kosher while you're pregnant and never cut his hair. Manoah decided not to ask any follow-up questions as he decided this was all the parenting advice he needed. So he tried to be a good host and was going to kill a baby goat and feed it to the strange man. The strange man said, no, just set that poor baby goat on fire for God because he loves the smell of burning flesh. Manoah thought this was a little odd and said, oh, okay. We will. By the way, what is your name, strange man? The strange man said, Why do you ask me my name? My name is wonderful. You couldn't even comprehend it. Manoah didn't think this was an odd response whatsoever, and just went about setting this baby goat on fire to make God happy, because God loves the smell of burning flesh. As soon as Manoah set the baby goat on fire, a huge pillar of fire stretched all the way up to heaven, or at least over Manoah's head. And the strange man rode this fire all the way up to heaven, which used to be relatively close, I guess. I mean, we've sent ships out 14 billion miles. We still haven't found anything, but I guess it used to be visible from the human eye, from Israel. Well, Manoah just assumed the strange man had been God this whole time and came to the conclusion that he was going to die. Mrs. Manoah talked him down, saying, if God was going to kill us, he probably wouldn't have given us all that good news and also helped us set that baby goat on fire for his amusement. And then some time must have passed because she gave birth to Samson right after saying that. Judges 14. Well, Samson's childhood was glazed over entirely, and suddenly he was of marrying age, which I think was like 13 back then. He fell for a Philistine woman in Timnah and told his parents to make her his wife. His parents pleaded with him, No, Samson, why don't you marry one of your cousins or someone related to you? Why do you want to fuck with the Philistines? They don't mutilate their penises like we do, and that makes them evil. Notice how they didn't say anything about them being the occupying army, just that their dicks have a little extra skin on them. Well, because God has to be in the middle of the narrative all the time. 
And the idea of free will comes and goes at random. The story states that God has made Samson fall in love with this Philistine woman because he wanted to cause tension between Israel and the Philistines. Well, Samson eventually convinced his parents to come meet this girl, so they all went down to Timnah together. On the way there, Samson got attacked by a lion and just tore the fucking thing open with his bare hands. The Bible actually says he tore the lion apart with his bare hands as easily as if it was a young goat and didn't tell his parents what he'd done. I think I need to discuss that line a little bit. Like, he tore the fucking lion open with his bare fucking hands, as if it was a young goat. Is it easy to tear a young goat open with your bare hands? I've never tried it, but I have my doubts that even that is a thing someone could do. And now to tear a fucking lion open like that is pretty goddamn impressive. I don't think anybody could possibly do that in general. But how the hell do you tear a fucking lion open while traveling with your parents and do it so smoothly that they don't find out about it? Anyways, then he went to talk to the unnamed woman and went home. Later on, he went back to Timna to marry this unnamed woman and passed by the lion carcass that was still there beside the road. At some point, some bees had made a hive in the ribcage of this rotting lion carcass, and Samson did what any of us would have done if they saw that. He just shoved his hand right into the active beehive and grabbed a handful of honeycomb to eat. He also shared some with his parents, but didn't tell them where it came from. Well, Customs at the time had Benoah go hang out with Samson's soon-to-be bride, who still hasn't been named, and never will be. And Samson went to a feast with 30 random strangers the Philistines picked out for him. Samson got overconfident, or drunk, most likely, and made a bet with these 30 guys. He said, I'll tell you a riddle. And if you figure it out, I have to give everyone here a set of clothes and linens. And if you don't, you have to give me 30 sets of clothes and linens. And they were like, well, shit, let's do this. Samson said, out of the eater, something to eat. Out of the strong, something sweet. Which isn't really a riddle any more than the famous what is in my pocket riddle from The Hobbit even less fair, because at least most people would have a pretty good idea of at least one thing someone else is carrying around in their pocket, but nobody would ever assume, oh, I bet he's talking about tearing a fucking lion in half, a beehive forming inside of it that he'll later eat some honey out of after reaching into it with his bare hands. Well, these 30 men tried to find an answer for three days and couldn't, because again, who would ever think of that? Well, terrified of the thought that each one of them would have to give up one whole outfit each and a set of linens... That was enough for these guys to march over to Samson's unnamed wife and tell her, Get your husband to tell you the answer to the riddle, and then tell us. If you don't, we'll fucking kill you and your whole fucking family. Well, Samson's unnamed wife decided to go get extra toxic and went to Samson and started crying. You hate me. You don't love me at all. I can tell because you didn't tell me the answer to the riddle that I wasn't even around for. Samson was visibly confused. Why should I give you the answer to that riddle? I haven't even told my parents. And Samson's unnamed wife just cried and cried through the whole seven days of their wedding feast. Which is weird because the guys didn't even approach her until day four. Finally, on the last day of the feast, Samson told his wife the answer to the riddle. And she told the 30 guys. And they approached Samson, just in time, and said, What is sweeter than honey? What is stronger than a lion? Which, how is that the answer to that riddle? How the fuck, Samson? How, that is not a riddle in any language. That's poetry at best. And you can't start a poem and make people guess the next line. That's not how that fucking works, you dipshit. Anyways, Samson just started burning with rage and screamed, If you hadn't plowed with my cow, 
You couldn't have solved my riddle. Again, Samson, there was no riddle to be solved. Also, accusing your unnamed wife of fucking 30 guys is what I assume that meant. And giving them the answer is a weird place to go off top. But a deal is a deal, and Samson had to make good on his promise. So he traipsed on down to a different Philistine town, beat 30 random men to death, stole their clothes, and returned to give them to the guys who'd won the bet. They were presumably too scared to ask for the linens as well. And then Samson just went back to his dad's house. Judges 15. Some time passed, and Samson calmed down. He decided to go visit his wife that he'd abandoned. He was ready to say he was sorry. He grabbed a goat and everything. Let that be a lesson to you men. Anyone can show up with flowers, but a fucking entire goat will make you stand out at least. When he got to his father-in-law's house, he plopped the goat on the floor and said, I'm here to fuck my wife. But his father-in-law wouldn't let him go into her room. He pleaded with Samson, like, I thought you hated her. You kind of made that very clear. So now she's with one of the men who threatened to kill her and our entire family over a pretty low-stakes bet. Samson presumably started looking even more insane than he did before, and his father-in-law stammered on, But, but hey, I, I, have, I have a younger, sexier daughter. Why don't you take her instead? Samson said right to this man and his younger, sexier daughter, This time, I have to get even with these fucking Philistines. This time, I will really fuck them up and walked out of their home. Now, if you're keeping score, Samson has killed 30 Philistines for no reason whatsoever. And now, because the wife he abandoned had her dad annul their marriage, he decided he was justified to just turn into a fucking maniac and turn into a maniac he did. Samson came up with a pretty brilliant plan, actually. As brilliant as it was completely impossible to do. Samson went and gathered up three fucking hundred foxes, and then he tied them together in pairs, and each pair of tied-together foxes, he tied a lit torch. So 150 pairs of foxes tied to 150 lit torches. Now, how long do you think that fucking took him? Anyways, the foxes started freaking out about being tied together and having a lit torch tied to them. So they'd start running erratically, but since they were tied together, they would just keep going in different directions, lighting everything in their path on fire. Soon, all the crops in the region, grain fields, vineyards, and olive groves were all burned down. When the locals found out about this, they went and formed a mob and murdered Samson's unnamed wife and her father by setting them on fire. Samson approached the mob, conveniently after the two people he hated most in the world had burned to death, and said, Since you've acted like this, I swear I won't stop fucking you up until the day I've had my revenge. And then he just started mercilessly beating people in the mob to death by the dozen. Once the surviving members of the mob managed to disperse, Samson went and hid in a cave. The Philistine authorities tracked him down and convinced some Jews to go talk to him. They went into the cave and said, Samson, man, what are you doing? Why are you pulling shit like this? The Philistines are in charge. And Samson said, I didn't do anything to them that they didn't do to me. Which, no, Samson. You've got at least 60 bodies on your hands at this point. Plus being the cause of your late wife and father-in-law's death. Plus you burned down all of their crops. If they did anything to deserve that, it certainly wasn't mentioned here. And that's part one of the story of Samson. Check back soon for part two. And if you get drunk like Samson, and also like me, check out BigBadHangover.com. Thank you for listening.